What's up, what's up everyone? Welcome to another week of the GoLink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of GoLink. GoLink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then GoLink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at GoLink Group. The GoLink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. What's up, my friends? I'm excited for this week's conversation with my friend Jenny. She owns a company called Alfresco. It's an exquisite, local, beautiful, abundant grazing tables. So if you think of like a luxurious picnic, but it's so much more than that. Like if you've seen these charcuterie tables of all these meats and cheeses and jams, like, wow. Like when I first saw her post, I was like, woo. Like, this is awesome. It looks like tasty food, but it's more than that. It's creating ambiance and it's bringing people together because it's beyond the food. It's an experience. It's using food as a gateway to bring people together for an intentional meal while she sources local ingredients. So that's a really cool business idea and she had a record-breaking month and this is perfect for Thanksgiving coming up. So make sure you check her out and because she provides an amazing experience and amazing food and in the conversation we discuss business failure because this isn't her first business and one of her businesses literally disappeared overnight and this has strengthened her adaptability that's what she's learned and it didn't come easy like she had to go through the toughest point of her life to become more inspired and that really does happen right like sometimes the worst thing is really the best thing for us and we will hear from her of how that goes into her life she gives advice to her 20-year-old self about using her voice and not being scared and how she stepped into that recently. Why she loves the unknown and having fun with faith because so many of us fear the unknown and then she switches that to love the unknown. And we had an amazing time filming our challenge together because the food and the experience was really, really good. This challenge is gonna be hard to beat um, just because enjoying food with cool people that is a challenge I will take on every day. So enjoy this episode. Stay tuned to hear that what our challenge is after with Jenny and Alfresco. Enjoy. And now we're rolling. Woohoo! <laughs> Jenny, how are we this fine afternoon? So good. So good. Well, thanks for doing this with me. And what I'm excited for is the for people to see the challenge we did. Yes, me too. Very excited. Yeah. What yeah. was your favorite part? So what we did, we strolled around town. Um, the farmer's market getting food and we had a meal and I was looking at the footage yesterday uh -huh. and I was like, that was a good ass meal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to support local. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to make everything um, as local as possible and with love. so your company alfresco what is i don't even know like what does that name mean i can guess but what does it mean um so alfresco Mm -hmm. um a-l-f-r-e-s-c-o um means just like out in the open in nature Mm. outdoors basically okay and then but you spell yours with a k yeah so we um basically threw like a fun little hip twist on it and did it spelled it with a k just because it's fun. Um, so fun little story. We were actually <laughs> kind of brainstorming. The name didn't come that easy. Um, mm-hmm. We were trying to think of names. And we Googled Alfresco in like the, the thesaurus or mm-hmm. like the online dictionary. And that was actually how they had it written out oh. to pronunciate it. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. To like Um, tell you how to say the word. Yeah. And it had a K. (laughs) And so it had like the little accent before the A and then over the O and then it was spelled with a K. How do you think of the name? I don't know. So I actually started it with a friend Uh and she kind of has stepped, she stepped away after like six Mm -hmm. months. Um, But we were just trying to think of things that we loved, which was food, nature, the ocean, Mm -hmm. outdoors, communal friends family like gathering i love that so i'd say probably 80 percent of the events that i do are al fresco mm-hmm. out in nature out, out <laughs> in nature which is that's actually super Outdoors, cool yeah because people probably don't know but i love the meaning behind it yes that people like probably don't realize um so do you remember a name that you had that that you didn't use that's kind of funny now I actually don't. I mean, we were throwing in a lot of like trying to put picnic in there because we do these luxury outdoor picnics. Yeah. Okay. Or um, since our main thing is the grazing tables, we were trying to figure some way to put like graze or platters or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, But to me, it's so much more than that. Agreed. And so alfresco is kind of like all encompassing. Yeah, I, I think the name, because you have, it's like the symbolism behind it instead of just like grazing table ink, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, I for real love it. So how did you, like growing up, were you super into food or cooking or the experience of like, like why? Because when people see the footage and people see like photos of your account, it is like gorgeous. It's healthy food. Like what? is like the origin of all this so i would say like the true origin of it is Mm -hmm. growing up in a very close family in texas Mm -hmm. um dinners were a big thing for us we didn't obviously have the internet and all these fun things back then um like you can just google your meal of how to make is that what you mean well just like i feel like maybe the family dinner thing and uh that there's so much technology and internet and people are just busy these days. There's a lot more going on. Um, but my mom and dad always made it a point for us to sit down and have dinner together every night. I would say at least five nights a week. That's legit. Um, we were into sports and stuff. So like Friday nights were always games and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But, um, yeah. So I would help my mom or my grandmother in the kitchen always like, you know, just kind of following them, watching them. And then I loved to play server. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
So as a kid, so, so I would you ask just my mom that. if I uh-huh. could like have everyone sit down. Oh, that's fine. Like bring them the plate, take their order, mm-hmm. which we all laughed when I actually ended up in the whole industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it obviously just came very naturally. Um, and I do truly enjoy preparing, serving, hosting, yeah, creating an experience. And that's what's cool. Like I can tell that you do that. Like um, when we, like you invited your friends over and you made this to me, like I can tell that you were like in the zone. Yeah. Because for other people, it'd be like, oh my God, like I got to make dinner and I got to, <laughs> like I got to have people over, like I got to clean up. But like truly to you, like you enjoy it. I do. And I, and I think just beyond the food too, it's about, um, ambiance mm-hmm. your ambiance level <laughs> i will tell you your ambiance game like if people are watching the video like is the pumpkin and the succulents and the candle <laughs> but even yeah like you'll see in the video just i even it's funny because the first time i think i walked in or i said i complimented on the soft light yeah even right the edison bulbs the edison bulbs super <laughs> hipster but yeah like the ambiance what else is it like why is that important yeah, I think just beyond having like amazing local food prepared mm-hmm. as naturally as possible um, and healthy, it's about like creating the scene, you know, soft mm-hmm. lighting, music, mm-hmm. smells like we feast with our eyes and our nose and everything. So that's smart. it's beyond just the food. So that's what Alfresco really <clears throat> is all about. Well, and because you did it's experience alfresco experience which is so true and now that i've experienced the experience (laughs) i can attest because like for real um and like it really is you and i think that's what's so cool about it like it embodies you like your person like your personality because yeah even being in your home i haven't been to an event but from yeah just like the music and even right now like the friggin' smells are off the chain you know so like, it's just cool that you love it so much. And I think that's cool that you are doing something that comes easy. Because, like, I like to tell people, like, work hard at what comes easy. Yeah. Right. And I think I fought that for a long time. Ooh, um, why? I don't know. Because I think I thought food was just something, like, being a server or a bartender was something you just do to pass the time while you're working on something bigger and better. Oh, okay. Right? Like, that's kind of... I think in our culture, what that position is looked like, looked yeah. like at. Um, mm-hmm. I think in some other cultures, like if you watch a documentary on Contramar, well, a famous restaurant in Mexico City, mm-hmm. um, it's a career for many people. And um, I started to realize like that. that. Is it okay? No, you're good. Oh, just because um, there might be like this societal belief around that industry that it's just supposed to be something that you do to like make money to go to college or something um but it always i really naturally enjoyed serving and being in the industry which led me to jumping over to sales for wine and spirits which is kind of like a natural progression for people in that Mm -hmm. industry um which i enjoyed it was fun but it wasn't as fulfilling Mm -hmm. and so I think this is a way for me to still be around people, but I'm expressing my creativity mm-hmm. and obviously getting to be my own boss, which is the dream. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And like, it really is the dream, but will you tell, yeah, I love how you said that actually about like 
embracing that it's like for, it's like in our in the American culture that it's looked at like like something that you do for something bigger, right? But like, you, but yeah, for sure. Like I'm like Lady Gaga's story. Yeah, like she worked as a waitress until she made it big. Um, but I think that's cool that like just focusing on what you love and what for you sure. Enjoy. And like a, backing it up a little bit about mm-hmm. like my. Um, growing up and stuff, mm-hmm. my grandfather owned a bunch of small markets and grocery stores in Dallas. That's dope. Yeah, he started them in the 60s, and I think he had up to like 14 or 15 when I was little, um, and eventually kind of sold them off. We kept one, which was the one that I grew up in, mm-hmm. and everyone was like the family and everything. But um, he always said to go into an industry that will never go down, kind of with the economy, and like, people need to eat. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think that yeah. was a big thing too, is like, you know, people need food. People are always having different experiences, events, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think that was a big pushing factor for me starting this business as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. Like, and you did mention the other day to me though, that I think, were you worried because it's such a luxury item that, yeah, I would say it, it kind of is. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, it's a freaking dope luxury experience because it is like well decorated. And like most people don't say, hey, let me feast after, or feast off a, a, a what platter? Grazing. Grazing. <laughs> right. Like most people would just, you know, most people, not most, I can't assume. Some people think of food as just like transactional. Yeah. You know, it's like sustenance only and it's just quick. Let me get in. Let me get out. So are you worried about that being like, like down yes the line? Yes and no. I think like uh, one of the greatest characteristics, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that I have adopted over the last couple of years would be adaptability. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think with that being said, yes, anything can happen mm-hmm. in the future. Um, so I try not to live in fear, but also I think my love for food and my adaptability that Mm -hmm. we would be able to um, adapt. Yeah. That's cool. So, so was your first job ever in a restaurant? Like what was your first job? It was like, what were you doing? Where? Um, so my parents told me if I wanted a car Uh that I needed to work, Mm -hmm. um, that was their whole deal. They, they would buy the car, but I had to pay the insurance and I had to to work to pay the insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, so I naturally went to restaurants Mm -hmm. And my first actual job was as a hostess at a restaurant, a chain in Texas called the Black Eyed Pea. (laughs) (laughs) Were you 15, 16? How old were you? I was 15. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I grew up in a small town, so we didn't have a lot of restaurants. We had like, growing up, we had Burger King and I think (laughs) uh, Nick's Sports Grill and Puerto Escondido. That was like our three spots. Wow. They were like... There was a little bit more, but we didn't have a ton of options. Mm-hmm. So Chili's was kind of like the first hey. major thing that came through because <laughs> yeah. Black Eyed Pea was 30 minutes away. Oh, okay. I okay. had to drive to another town for that. Um, so a friend and I, Courtney, we actually applied there and um, that was our first serving gig and we were like making tons of cash and we had graduated like a semester early in high school. So that was kind of my first. That's cool. Serving have you ever industry. had a job outside of the industry? I have. So after I worked for Young's Market um, for the Wine and Spirits distribution uh-huh. company, I was a 
district manager for all of San Diego for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working for like a health and wellness company um, that's based in Berkeley. It's a product-based business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that allowed me to work remotely, which was amazing. Which is legit. And like, but it wasn't fulfilling. Or was it still awesome because working remotely is dope? I think (laughs) the ability to work remote was exactly Mm -hmm. what I needed at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say it was fulfilling up to a point, but I would also say that um, I was kind of ready for more and I internally knew Mm -hmm. there was more. Um, Alfresco started as just like a fun side project. Side note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People used to see us setting up on the beach and ask for like our card and, um, like you were just making it for yourself. Yeah. I had spent some time living in Australia Mm -hmm. and was super inspired by all the food and farm to table movement and their, what they're doing over there is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, actually got to work at an actual farm that had a restaurant on it in Byron Bay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of friends there. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're kind of transient, as you can imagine, like it's hard to meet good quality friends. Like you meet the people in traveling because it takes time. passing. Yeah. Yeah. So I would always chat with my friends and say, you know, like, I can't wait to come home and do these like cool picnics with healthy food and this Mm -hmm. and that. So I'd make them go down to the beach on Sunday night. (laughs) You make them. (laughs) I would invite them. They would happily oblige and come. Um, and that's kind of how it just naturally started. And everyone's like, you know, you're really good at this. And then people would ask mm-hmm. for a card. And so I would say up until like this past year, it was just really just like a passion project. And I never mm-hmm. really looked at it as it could be my full-time business. That's awesome though. And then you said you've gotten extremely adaptable over the past couple of years. And I know you ran, you've ran a couple of businesses like in the past that have failed. Correct. So correct. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's cool. Like, honestly, I think that's a good thing because when you run something that just like takes off, like you don't have the lessons involved in that. 100%. And that's probably the biggest takeaway that I have from the last couple of years is, um, I mean, kind of like the yin and the yang, like you need the darkness to see the light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, to be honest, I grew up pretty privileged and um, things always just seemed to work out. I didn't have a lot of downfalls or heartbreaks or like really big things that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like some of the things that I experienced in the last couple of years were necessary. They were almost like growth tools that I needed to actually, you know, jump into that next Mm -hmm. level, level up. Yes. Level up. No, (laughs) seriously. Like that's like, that is so, so, so true. Um, like, cause in, in these conversations, I like to uncomfortable for an uncomfortable amount of time, kind of stay there instead of just breeze over it. Because for you, it wasn't just a breeze right? Like you had to like physical stuff, like mental stuff. Um, like, can you give people just like a peek into what you were going through as a person that, so people can just like relate your mind state or your health or whatever, like where were you when it went south? 
Like in my mind? Yeah. Just like, where were you personally? Um, so I would say exactly two years ago, almost like to the day, mm-hmm. to October, I was in like probably the worst place in my life. Mm-hmm. I had just invested tons of time, energy into a project that overnight ended. Well, and you invested, you said like two years of work trying to build this up, right? Yeah. That's a long ass time. Um, yeah. From like the vision to actually, um, securing the building to like mm-hmm. making this project come to life, um, that abruptly ended overnight mm-hmm. and literally um, though, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah. um, and then just kind of sent me in this downward spiral for a few months, um, of just really, really having to dig deep, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like having to learn from maybe what, it, where I think I did wrong or, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Um, also looking at what I did right and what I would do differently in the future. Um, I, I would say I reflected back for a few months, but I was depressed. I lost a lot of weight. I was just like in a really, really bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to hide it and act like everything was okay, but it was Most wasn't. of us do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then fast forward, I decided to kind of just take a little break. And I think that break, I kind of felt a little guilt on it. Um, because you could take the break? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I was working remotely and mm-hmm. I didn't really need to be in San Diego. The project that I was working on was no longer happening mm-hmm. and I was working remotely for this um, health and wellness company based in the States and allowed me to be anywhere. Um, so it's interesting to look back on it cause I kind of felt guilty for taking some time for myself, hmm. but sitting here now I can say like it was necessary. And sometimes in those moments, like when you hit rock bottom and you take a step back, and maybe remove yourself from the place or the situation. And you can just give yourself like perspective and time to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, you can become more inspired than you were in the first, I you know, that. even starting out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I think from a lot of outsiders, it was hard for them to see like, why would you throw everything you worked away mm. like that? You know, but to me it was like, I need to go find my purpose my passion again like I was dead (laughs) nothing motivated me um I just it was like almost like I was like internally like gone so I think yeah so stepping away was necessary for me and I mean the success I've had with Alfresco this Mm -hmm. year shows that sometimes it's necessary that's cool so I think like so other people can relate or learn because uh, I think our culture is just go, go, go and never stop to be still or to reflect. Mm-hmm. Were you, af- is that what you were afraid of? Of like kind of like stepping away because you would lose something that you didn't know what you were going to yeah, lose? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, the unknown is a scary place to step, but also for yeah. me, it's so fun. And like the more I embrace mm-hmm. it, the more you can see that that's where the magic happens. Where, like, mm. It's kind of cliche, but like, not knowing what's next, there's magic in that. Um, and so, yeah, 
just like reflecting mentally back on this last year, there's like been so many moments where I'm so grateful mm-hmm. um, that I forced myself back into that unknown place, which the older you get can be scarier as mm-hmm. well. You know, like in our society, it's like, oh, you're this age. You should have this. You should have this. You should have this. And mm-hmm. to kind of step out of that belief and be like, no, I'm I'm on my own journey and I'm doing it this way. I love that. That's super cool. Um so going into that of like following your own journey and so do you have you felt like when you say that is it because like your friends are doing something different like they're married with kids or they're like in the like they're not their businesses are flourishing like why do you say that of like of where you should be by like um, society standards say it again (laughs) well that really wasn't a question that was just a ramble like so when you say have you been like have you been in the trap of compare comparing your life to the friends 100 Mm percent. but the cool part is is like um with all the trainings and things that i've learned over the years i know how i'm able to recognize that Mm -hmm. and um kind of change the thought process that's cool But I think like my biggest message to people now is like we are all on our own journey. Mm -hmm. Like everyone is so different. And like if you're 19 and you're starting a business or you're 98, like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone's on their own journey. And as long as you're passionate about it, um, I don't see there's any way that you can fail. Mm. So do you believe in failure? Like, let's say. Actually, no. I think there's just learning moments. Boom. I agree. Because, yeah, like we say like failed businesses. But to me, like now you're better because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I don't know why I said the word failure because I don't I try. I don't like to use that word because mm. I think it's just moments to learn. I love that. So what other like when you stepped away, like because you literally moved away, you, you skipped town. You know, <laughs> like, did you, do you remember a moment? Like, is there a magical moment that you can think back to that you overcame or like the depression or the sadness and you just had this glimpse of like happiness or inspiration? Does anything like just pop in your mind? Yeah. So when I was moving to my new home, mm-hmm. um, we took about three weeks to get there. Yeah. That's crazy. Driving. Driving. Mm-hmm. Um, we took our time. We saw places that I've been wanting to go for like the last five, eight, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say once I got to my new home and the first couple sunrises, mm-hmm. looking out into the jungle and like seeing the sunrise and then walking down a dirt road to like this crystal blue beach with nobody on it. Um just me and my dog, oh. you know, working in my kitchen and surfing all day. And it was just like this massive release, I mm. guess you could say. And I've never felt that level of like true internal, like joy and happiness Ooh. of like not wanting to be anywhere else, like just fully content and present. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and how, so it was like a month after, like 
like your business fell through is like a month after you at that point. No. So I actually stayed in San Diego. Um, I stayed here until the summer. So I was, I was here about six months. Okay. So six months. Yeah. But then isn't that crazy? So six months ago you were probably at your lowest and then you said you've never felt like that much happiness before. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it it was it was crazy. That's cool. And I fought it also. You um, fought what? Like the the feeling of wanting to go because um, I don't know. I I noticed a cycle in myself of like when when I wanted to get away from things, mm-hmm. like the easy reaction was to go, and that's kind of like where uh. my personal Instagram name came from was the Barefoot Bohemian because mm-hmm. it's like. My parents would be like, all right, just drop a pen. Like, where are you? We don't (laughs) know where you are in the world Uh these days. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But that was like the easy solution was like being in a super dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship. Like, oh, I can just run to the other side of the world, you know, and get away from it. So like a romantic relationship? Yeah. And it was dysfunctional. You stayed in it, but you ran away from it. But then I would come back to it. So it's like this vicious cycle, you know? Yeah. Um, So I think there's a difference in going away and needing space to heal versus like running there is for sure so what what did you learn from running (laughs) it's always gonna follow you like i like that the happiness is in here like you can't get external happiness like yes like with alfresco we can create these magical moments and Mm -hmm. experiences for people but like true 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 happiness is an inside job no one can give it to you. Like it's something you have to have within. Yeah. I think. Yeah. This is awesome. We're getting deep. <laughs> yeah. That's what we all do. You're spitting bars in here. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Have you, cause you were showing me some book, like I commented, you have like sapiens and I, I love how you even like recommended books. You're like, Hey, have you heard of this person? And then it was weird because I saw, who was it? Tillman for Tita. Yeah. Then I saw he just had a new interview pop up and then you're like, they are listening <laughs> because I sent you. I was like, look, like you just showed me his book. And then like, there's this new interview. Yeah. And I mean, he's someone I look up to. Um, he even like in the recessions and everything has flourished. He's flourished. Like yep. he's always going up. Like, um, Give him to what you said, like, I mean, yeah, you can't deny outside factors, but if you, whether it's happiness or strategic whatever it is like you own it yeah Mm -hmm. for sure but yeah I think that um kind of circling back was a big part of my healing slash Mm -hmm. trying to find the internal happiness and get re-inspired was reading and as we all know like some of the world's most successful people Mm -hmm. what do they do they read a ton were you reading before that not consistently. I was one of those people that would order books and read like the first 10 pages huh. and then put it down. Yeah. I never understood that. Like if I, even if the book sucks, I, that's my problem is that I want to finish yeah. it because <laughs> like it's an accomplishment thing. I would say the book that I showed you the other day, The Slight Edge, mm-hmm. um, that I accidentally picked up. Um, yeah. What was that story again? I was at home for a funeral and I uh-huh. accidentally picked it up. Um, I think my uncle had actually purchased it for my brother when he Mm -hmm. was going through a change Mm. and 
it just resonated with like where I was at that moment and I read mm-hmm. it and then I read it again. <laughs> like immediately. Yeah. I just like, that's pretty cool. Sometimes you don't mm-hmm. soak everything up the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and his message just was so parallel with where I was in my life. Mm-hmm. It was like, he was this beach bum, but he wanted to be like the people he was serving on the golf course. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I was actually living on a golf course <laughs> down in Mexico. Wow. And um, yeah, I just had this moment of like, okay, like I'm ready for more. Um, so yeah, so I, I wanted to reread it mm. to make sure that I got everything from it. I love that. Well, and I think it's cool, like, because there are seasons of our lives and you have to recognize that and do it for yourself. Kind of like what you've talked about, like there's good running and then there's bad running or escaping, whatever. And then you can be a beach bum if it makes you happy or for a season. And then it's like, okay, now it's time that I want to like elevate and do something new. Like there are like so many different seasons and I love, they just own it. Like do you. Um, For sure. Yeah. And I, I think that we are all put here with gifts Mm-hmm. and passions and purposes and if you're not fully embracing that gift or mm-hmm. creativity or whatever you're put here to do I guess you could say or want to do um then you're doing the world a disservice um and so yes like alfresco serves food mm-hmm. we do beautiful abundant grazing tables we support local farmers um we're doing, you know, supporting that whole movement, but we're also, um, creating these experiences to bring people together, to slow Mm -hmm. down, to be mindful, Mm. um, and to know where the food's coming from, which is my mission in life. I was going to say, do you have like a mission? (laughs) Do you have like a purpose or mission statement? Yeah. So kind of, I guess this goes back to the full circle, like growing up with grandma in the Mm -hmm. kitchen. Um, I come from a strong, a a long line of very strong women Mm -hmm. and um i don't know i guess i would just say what's my mission (laughs) this is good like i think we just heard it like for i I think like the biggest moment i had was when i lost all my grandparents by the age like 23 24 Mm -hmm. and it was i related it all back to like food nutrition lifestyle so um so did they die because of disease, like, cancer? Yeah. yeah. They lived amazing lives. They were so happy, took care of themselves mm-hmm. to an extent, maybe too much fun. Um, <laughs> you know, incredible people, but maybe like those things got overlooked. And so that kind of became the triggering moment for me when I lost my closest grandmother um, was like, she should be living way longer, you know, like how old was she? She had dementia. Like, say 74 or something not not old um so really just sharing with the world like know where your food's coming from take time to slow down and eat a mindful meal and like spend time with the people you love and so if i have to use food as a mechanism and a tool to do that for people i really like that then you know that's kind of what i feel like i was here to do i love that jenny that's so cool like using food as a maybe i'm like we'll have to brainstorm after this, but yeah. And you have your website, but like up, but like using, using food as a tool for like people to slow down or something to be mindful. I love that. Yeah. Um, 
it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) And it comes naturally. So I enjoy it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even like you got to experience here at my house with my friends. Um, They're busy moms. Yeah. And they work and they have all this stuff. So, like, I invite them over because I know that they're probably not going to take time to do this for themselves. So it's my way of giving back to Mm. them, like, an evening where they can come relax and dinner's prepared for them for once mm-hmm. and they know it's going to be healthy because it's yeah it's me. super seriously <laughs> it was bomb like do you okay do you ever like and even like i came over and you had like like this oatmeal was it pears and then pomegranates honey crisp apples oh apples okay. pomegranate cinnamon almond butter and honey oh see like <laughs> damn like even that just like makes me hungry again um shoot oh but do you ever like what is treating yourself like what does that look like like for me personally Uh uh-huh like food wise what does treating yourself look like so i treat myself a lot okay because this could be (laughs) this could be a trick question and you can like morph it any way you want but yeah answer the question i'll ask why so like for instance there's a natural gelato place here that i love Mm -hmm. and i went not once but twice this weekend that's okay. Because I wanted to. <laughs> See? That's good. <laughs> um, but, I, like, I, again, it's not, like, heavily processed. They make it daily. Mm-hmm. It's California pistachios. Um, I get the dairy-free version. So that's the way I treat myself. Um, but also, if I want to mm-hmm. walk down the street and get, like, a nice veggie burger or French fries, I'm going to love myself. Good. I think life like the yin and the yang like the darkness and light it's about balance Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think when you go to aggro one way at some point you're gonna like fall off the train so it's like better to just build in those you know cheat meals or treats or whatever you want to call it um because at the end of the day it's like life is meant to be enjoyed yeah i love that (laughs) well and because don't in I th- like in Europe, right? Because they eat like Italy, for example. Like mm-hmm. it's just starch city, right? Yeah. Like carbs all day, every day. But and and like wine especially. But isn't it because they don't like in their bread they don't have crap or like even in their wine there's not the um I forgot what they put in wine. Like it's sulfites. Yeah. Um. Like yeah, I, I think the regulations here are a little different. A little. <laughs> majorly different. Europe and other countries which mm-hmm. is you know massive but I think also that shouldn't control like we have the power over what we put in our bodies true so there's that well, and even you said so <laughs> by you, not buying it you're not supporting yes. them okay so like what are some rules or like lifestyle things that come so naturally to you that like to me or someone else would be like that it's so normal to you now, like asking or not buying things or not supporting things that you just do so naturally that it wouldn't, it would seem maybe not crazy, but just like foreign to us. I don't know. Maybe like buzzwords, like there's not a lot of regulation over like natural or certain things. So someone might pick up something on the shelf that's like heavily processed and like really not healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it says natural. But it's, yeah, like they, we don't really regulate these like trendy buzzwords. Yeah, well, natural is not even 
that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And like, even you can make labels, like, I think they make their labels green because that makes us think it's like, oh, it's organic. Yeah, there's totally all these like marketing and scams or whatever you want to call <laughs> yep. it to like make you think it's healthy. But a lot of people will email and message me and, um, I think it's just about like real food. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I try to include on a lot of our tables. Like, yes, there's meats and cheeses. Mm -hmm. I do worldly cheeses, local produce, because that's in a nutshell kind of like who I am. Mm -hmm. I love to travel, but I love local. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think just trying to eat as much real food, but I don't know for me, like, Produce and stuff, there's certain things that I would never buy um, conventional, um, like anything you're going to eat the skin with, but like a banana, if I'm on the road and I'm at a gas station and it's yeah. like, you know, a non-organic banana mm -hmm. or something in a package that's been sitting there and it's processed <laughs> for yeah. like 12 years, yeah. I'm going to go for that, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, um, like... I'm like, have you ever eaten any weird, this is a weird question, but like weird gas station food? I've never eaten anything. Cause it's even as a kid, it scared me. Like those eggs that are like in a plastic bag. Yeah, <laughs> like no, station. I don't really <laughs> like if I'm going to splurge and treat myself <laughs> at a gas station. <laughs> yeah. Living that life. Um, there's like some salsa verde chips that are pretty good there you down go. in Mexico. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I try to plan ahead as much as I can. <laughs> Not <laughs> that smart. Trips. Yeah. So back to like personal growth. What's one thing that sticks out that's just like in the past couple of years that's changed the game for you? I mean, we were talking about it earlier, mm -hmm. but I think adaptability, mm -hmm. but also... Um, People make excuses for maybe not having the money to start something mm. or get the training. I've never been formally trained. Um, so I think like in business or food. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I went to college, but I studied uh, journalism, mm -hmm. public relations, minor in Spanish. And so um, there with like technology and the Internet, I don't know. The biggest thing that's helped me be successful is really tapping into resources. Mm. Like there's so many people out there that want to help you succeed. Mm -hmm. So many people and you wouldn't believe it. Um, especially here in San Diego, like female entrepreneurs that want to help other female entrepreneurs um, or grants or business loans or like whatever you need, um, you can find it. Mm. I don't know. I think when people make up these excuses, like what they really want to do, but they're not doing it. It's just... Because they're not doing it. Yeah, there's a. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like, there's just a way. Because I used to be that person. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, tell tell us more about that. Um. I yeah, I think another one of the biggest things I've learned is like it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. You don't need to know everything. Mm -hmm. And there's probably a lot of people that are have a lot more wisdom and knowledge than you that can yeah. really help you. And you should utilize that. <laughs> oh. So was there a time that you were trying to do like everything yourself or something like that? Yeah. I mean, just when I was back working on the project that kind of fell apart overnight, mm -hmm. I um, was looking for investors and female women in San Diego um, looking for angel investors. And so I actually stumbled upon this course here that's 13 weeks. And 
you can apply for a scholarship or a grant. I didn't really have the money at the time cool. to do that. And mm-hmm. I got accepted and I got that That's dope. scholarship and mm-hmm. I'd never gotten any scholarship or anything like that in my life. So that was really cool. And I still call the women that I met there. Love um, it. I still go to meetups there. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably my biggest thing that I've learned. Asking for help in that community. It sounds like community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What, what would your advice be to like 20 year old Jenny? Ooh, I love this one. <laughs> good. <laughs> the rest sucked, but this one's good. <laughs> no, because I was like so scared and I just, I used to make up every excuse why things weren't possible. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and kind of like to like talk myself down. So I think I would be to, um, don't be afraid to use your voice. Mm. And if you really want to do something, like go for it. I love it. Because I, I, f- I feel like when I was 20-year-old Jenny, I was conforming to what I thought I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Texas, it was like you go to high school and then you go to college, you get your degree, get married, buy a house. Produce. Produce, <laughs> reproduce more. Yeah. Um, and like, yes, I still want all of those things, mm-hmm. but, um, I've kind of been on a different path. So, um, I would just, I think I would tell myself like, don't be scared. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Follow your heart. Uh, <laughs> what would you tell yourself now? Um, so a lot of what I tell myself now is to take it day by day and, to yes, have a plan, but to truly enjoy the journey that you're living. Um, sometimes it's surreal that I get to do, that I'm doing what I truly want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that it took so many like ups and downs and roundabouts and curves to get here. Um, but something that I think Dean Graziosi, I don't know how yeah, to say that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I read something recently or I watched one of his newsletters or something that came out. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, never go backwards. Ooh. So I find myself sometimes lately and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should, maybe I should go get a job, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Or like, I'll have these moments of fear pop in where I'm like taking these steps back from how far I've come. And so hearing him say that was something, I don't know. You just have like these things that you hear or read that stick with you. And that was something. I really like that, actually. Like, never go backwards. Yeah. And it's true, because it's so easy to go back to a place where you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I could go get a job and, you know, restart my 401k. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, well, and, like, even you... It would be easier. Yeah. And, like, you were telling me the other day, shoot, oh, you were saying about, like, you were nervous, like, for the future of, like, getting booked. And then we were at dinner with... Then you were saying like, I'll be <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to, f-. you were basically said, I'm trying to find time to relax for all these things. And I was like, then why'd you say you were like afraid? Cause you have all these bookings and stuff. Yeah. It's funny. It's just like, for me, it's these things I make up in my mind. Um, mm. I think October and November will actually be two of my best months this year, which is ironic because I thought that they would probably be the slower months. Um, you know, you think about fresco and picnics and, gathering more for the summer so super interesting after we chatted the other day and <laughs> yeah. i sat down and looked at my calendar mm-hmm. i was like oh that's 
interesting. It's this false sense of, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think that's something any entrepreneur can relate to is the unknown. Yeah. So you do your projections, you do this, you do Mm -hmm. that, but it's like with, with my uh, business, my industry, you just, you don't know you're reliant on making your clients happy. So they come back or they refer you. Mm. Um, I've built this whole business off referrals. Never done any advertising or anything. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting close to closing and I have a segment in the show that's called scroll my soul. Ooh. And that's right. (laughs) Cause we've, we scrolled your soul, but we're going to still scroll it. But anyway, so what I mean by that is after, so whether it's podcasts, conversations, books, just sitting silently and then I have an idea or Mm -hmm. other people's quotes, I write it in my phone and then I randomly scroll through the note and then I stop on it and I say, okay, what does this remind you of? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Or just elaborate on whatever it makes you think of. Okay. Cool. It's kind of like a roulette thing. So I'm scrolling through here. Let's see what we got. Oh, okay. So just tell me, agree, disagree, whatever thought comes to mind. Expect nothing except everything. So this is all it says. Expect nothing except everything. Hmm. I would agree. Why? Because that's kind of like I I think hard. expectations kill things. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, this is... But I also don't know if you should accept everything. Yeah, I'm conflicted with this one. So... But also, I kind of believe that we're given everything, like things are put in our path, maybe for a reason or to learn or to grow or to teach. So maybe we should accept everything that comes our way. But I guess Mm -hmm. it kind of depends what context you're putting it in. Mm -hmm. Because also with my business, like I used to accept everything and I was like flattered when people were like, we want to work with you, but we want it for free, you know, and... Um, I finally just had to come to a point where I'm like, we're not accepting any more sponsorships for the end of the year because like, I just can't, I would love to help do everything, but I can't accept it. Cause you would, you would sponsor things to do things for free. That's what that means. Sponsorship is basically for free. And if I feel like we're in alignment with it and it could be an ongoing relationship or it makes sense, I'm Mm -hmm. totally about it. Um, but I think also with being so connected with social media mm-hmm. and the world we live in these days that there's also this level of people just expect yeah, you things want for me. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about that. So has business increased or like what's your experience with saying no or like increasing prices or demanding just like selling because selling is hard. I mean, this hard. is a big thing I have personally struggled with, I would say in my actual personal life Mm -hmm. is knowing your value and your worth Mm. and so i think when you know your worth and your value and what you can offer and you stand behind that with confidence people see that and they're willing to pay your price um i I also read something recently that was like a forbes article it's like you're not paying for 30 minutes of the service you're paying for like the 30 years of learning yep i'm sure you've seen that one well yeah it's kind of like like an artist or like Gary, Gary Vanderjack gets paid 150 grand yeah, for an hour of speaking. And that, yeah, that's kind of like his value currently. 
but you're not paying just for like that what you said an hour you're paying for the experience and the years that he of 12 hour days whatever to exactly. reach that point point. and i feel like um i have a great community here in san diego a very strong um successful entrepreneurs and friends and community that have helped me learn that mm. um so that was really hard to learn because i'm a yes person mm-hmm. and i want to support everything and i want to be everywhere and i want to do everything but you will fail or you will maybe fall down a few times i don't like the word fail mm-hmm. but um i think learning to say no which relates back to 20 year old jenny like using mm-hmm. your voice <laughs> like stepping up when you need to and like really knowing your value is like so important i love that dang yo this has been awesome what else is on your heart, your mind, your soul, whether it's business, this end, or just Oof. value <laughs> so much. But yeah, like what else? Like yeah, just like what else is on your heart that you want to say? Mm, I think that. Huh, let me think about this one. <laughs> Take as long as you want. I don't know. I just I think that. I've, I've had so many like hardships. Like it's weird to say that. Cause like in the grand scheme of life, I know they're like, they're nothing. A little blips. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, and what's happening in the rest of the world. Like I know I'm mm. very blessed and grateful, like to have this life, mm-hmm. but you know, everyone Yes. here. So, um, but I think just like a big thing that I'm learning is, giving back following your heart Mm. making time for people that you think are of value or could teach you something um i don't know i'm just like really happy where i'm at in my life right now and i wake up every day super stoked just to start the day Mm. um and i don't really know what's next But that's okay. Like if you're happy and enjoying it, like you said, like you said, like what you would tell yourself today is like, enjoy the moment, enjoy the process. Yeah, totally. Um, like I know what I want in the future, but I'm trying to just take it day by day. And, um, I just had my three year anniversary with my little rescue pup Mm -hmm. and like, (laughs) it's so cliche, but like literally she's been like my Um, number one supporter fan, mm -hmm. like, through the ups and the downs mm-hmm. and falling apart and coming back together again. Um, which reminds me, that's one of my favorite quotes from, uh, I think it's Pema children. Um, and she talks about, and I learned this in my yoga teacher training is like things come together and they fall apart. Things come together and they fall apart. Um, mm. so it's kind of like easier, I guess, in life now. And when, when things, don't go your way or fall apart because you know it's just this natural cycle and that kind of goes back to the accept everything yeah it's it's that fine balance and like you said the context of it it's i think it just is so hard for us though to let go like because because once we know like we've had that feeling of something being so good whether it's a relationship a business or just like a vacation it's hard to like let that fall apart or let that go yeah but also I think, um, one of the things that really keeps me going now mm-hmm. is it's like 
it's fun the imagination of not knowing and like having faith if you like I like to take so every month I'll I'll write down in my notes on my phone like what did September teach me oh I love and that and I just started sharing it on social actually Ooh. last month mm-hmm. and then um a couple friends shared it and it was cool to see it kind of go viral That's off their dope. accounts like everyone was writing it in their notes and then tagging them and it was like this like chain effect um but yeah I think it's just for me the biggest thing lately is reflection but also mm. like having faith because like it's really fun to not mm-hmm. know, like, in six months, okay, am I going to, like, quadruple my sales? Am I going to meet my partner? And mm-hmm. I don't know. You Who knows? never know. And that's, yeah. It's fun. It is fun. <laughs> if you switch your mindset, because some people are like, oh, my God, like, I'm scared. It's like, no, like, it's fun. Yeah, I have friends that are, like, dating, and they, like, mm-hmm. want their partner so bad. and mm. But I'm like, just tell yourself like it's gonna you have to wait longer because it's Uh gonna be that much more magical i don't know tell yourself a fun story okay so you mean that they're (laughs) so they're dating but they're not together like yeah like single but dating yeah single but dating okay and they want their partner so bad okay okay. yeah you know like it's kind of like natural so i don't know i look back six months a year ago two years ago and it's like the things that have happened for me to me for me yeah all of the above, like I never would have guessed. So it's fun to think about the future because like what can be. Yes. I love that. My friend in Mexico, he used to say that all the time. He's like, can be. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, anything. It can be. And uh, I'm like, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for opening up. Um, your home literally thanks for making food for me i love yeah, it it was awesome <laughs> seriously that was dope um and opening your heart it was really cool and you can tell i can tell that you are happy and that uh, yeah i can just tell that you're in a good place but it's not just now it's like you're a good soul and a good person mm-hmm. and so thanks for accepting a random dm from a guy trying to just uh, <laughs> I just, it might be different than the usual DMs you get, you know, but just to talk and talk about like meaningful life stuff. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, this is like totally out of my comfort zone as well, as we discussed. High five. Uh. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for pushing me to level up. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say it's funny, even during this interview, I can tell it's out of your comfort zone because it even goes back to the voice thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like I, for real, like I just, let me acknowledge you and like you do, like, you know what you're talking about. Yes. Like, you know, like your business is dope. Like you've done the work, like you've read the books, but you've gone through the experiences. And so like, I fully 100% believe that, yeah, like you, I encourage you to own it because Thank you. you have it. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I really, I guess, yeah, you phrased it well is mm-hmm. how I feel about this year mm-hmm. is like it for the first time in my life I feel like I've fully stepped into owning mm-hmm. who I am like as a woman as a business owner damn straight let's go as a dogma <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome um and it feels really freaking good yes. and I just want to keep spreading the light and my story and hopefully mm. inspiring others okay, to do the same it. okay well thank you yeah and thanks Adios. Adios. 
What's up, gang? I hope you loved that interview. And if you did, make sure you go leave a review on iTunes. That helps the show out. Share it with someone who can really appreciate what we talked about. If something just hits you, share it with someone because you have the ability to make an impact in their life just by simply sharing it and leaving a review. So I would greatly appreciate it. Love you tons. And make sure you go check out Jenny and Alfresco for an amazing food, culinary, and bringing people together. And that brings us to this week's challenge inspired by Alfresco is to have a meaningful and having an intentional meal with people. Um, Because it's so easy just to, you know, eat and not talk to each other or look at our phones or be distracted. And we really... excuse me, really want to bring people together, just like Jenny, to have an intentional meal. Really be grateful for your food. Be grateful for those people in your life. And this is perfect timing Perfect timing with Thanksgiving. Maybe you don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Maybe you're like me and you won't be home for Thanksgiving. So have a Friendsgiving. Have another, have a meal with your tribe, right? There's so many different meanings to family. And so many different meanings for like friends. It doesn't have to look the same. It's so diverse. It doesn't have to fit what, you know, society says about family. So your challenge this week, bring together one friend, multiple friends. Do it online if you're not together in person and have an intentional meal appreciating each other's presence and the bounty that you're experiencing. And once you do this, we would absolutely love to hear how this challenge went. So please hit me up on Instagram or Facebook at GoLink Group and tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories. I would love to see how you're spending time with your friends and family um, enjoying a meal. But of course, I guess that means if you're taking a selfie or something, um, quickly put your phone away so you can enjoy each other's presence. So I would love, love, love to see how you're incorporating this week's challenge to have an intentional meal with people you love into your life. So please hit me up. Always send me a message, Facebook, Instagram, email, whatever you want. I'd love to hear from you. And remember, if it's anyone, it's you. If it's anytime, it's now. You are truly powerful. I love you. Have an amazing week.